1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Commit or Quit. I'm Eric. I'm Eddie. And I'm Brian. Welcome to the show. Hope you guys are doing well. And uh, you guys are ready for another great episode of Commit or Quit. Commit or Quit, what do we do today? As always, we talk about a drama or a movie or a TV show. And we give you an answer. A big answer. A very important answer.
2: Very important answer. It right? Why is it important? Because we're going to tell you whether you should commit or quit an entire TV series, right? That's like twenty hours of your
1: life that we are—we're saving, saving, we're saving you. Way you we're look at sparing it. you, exactly. I mean, obviously, this is all very subjective, and you know, it's based on what we like and what we don't like. True. But, anyways, you know, we like to think that we have valid opinions and and uh, reasoning to back everything up. True. So now. Before we get into it, we do have to let you know that this podcast, as all of our Commit or Quit podcasts do, contains spoilers because we have to talk about the show. So if you are a stickler for not having spoilers, then we'd recommend that you go watch the first two episodes and come back so you could have an informed decision with us. But if it doesn't really matter to you that much and we're going to save you some time, just listen to this and we'll let you know. We'll give you the DL on what is going on.
2: On today's episode, we're going to review a K-drama medical series that just started airing last month. Uh, the show is called Hospital Playlist and it's been getting some serious traction. I mean drama in the ER? Count me in. Count you in? Count me in. Really? You like drama in the ER? I like, I like drama. Okay, great. And there's a lot of drama in the ER.
3: And that's right, Brian. You know, will this series follow a predictable storyline or will it move beyond the typical tropes of a hospital drama? I think it's time to keep listening to find
1: out. Welcome to Commit or Quit. (laughs) Hey, uh, what do you want to watch? I don't know. Oh, I actually heard this is really good. What do you say? Should we commit or quit? (laughs) Alright guys, so this week is (laughs) スルギロウン 의사생활. AKA Hospital Playlist in English. And uh, it started airing in March of 2020. So it's fairly recent. It's on TVN in Korea and on Netflix for those of you who are not in Korea. Um, and it is directed by Shin Wonho who also directed hit dramas such as Reply, Pada series. So 1997, 94, and 98 as well as Prison Playbook which was Kampang <laughs> 깜빵생활 which is a drama about prison. And I did actually a, an OST for that. Um, but… A very, very popular director who is directing this series. Um, so Eddie, please go ahead. Give us a Netflix synopsis.
3: Yeah, no problem, Eric. Every day is extraordinary for five doctors and their patients inside a hospital where birth, death, and everything in between coexists. Whoa.
1: Whoa. Oh my gosh. Ev- everything in between? Everything in between. Coexisting? Wow. That's a lot. I mean they ain't lying. Listen you got my attention. Really? I mean yeah you got mine too. That's why we're doing a show about it. So let's go ahead. For reference we're going to give you some character breakdowns. We got a very star-studded cast here. We have Yi Ik-jun played by Jo jung Suk. He's a professor of general surgery. He's married and a father. Ooh. And we have An Chong won who's played by Yu Yeon-seok. He's a professor of pediatric surgery. Son of the hospital chairman who passes away in episode one. Aww.
3: Not much of a spoiler happens in the first. Minute. Yeah, it's
1: literally it just happens. Not important. Um, Kim Chunan, played by Jung Kyung Ho, he is a professor of, professor of cardiothoracic surgery. I don't know if I pronounced that right. I'm not medically anything. I'm sorry. Anyways, he's very straightforward. He's very like matter of fact, practical. He's guy. like the straight shooter of the friend group. He is great word, Brian. And then we have Yang Seokhyung, played by Kim Dae-myung. He's a Professor of obstetrics and gynecology surgery. He is a mama's boy, divorced, and wants friends to start a band again. And finally, we have the one lead female in this cast of five. Che Songhwa, played by Jeon mi Professor of neurological surgery, female doctor of this group. And uh, I'd like to say maybe tone deaf a little bit. Just a little bit. Mm-hmm. In the band. Yes. Right, she's the, the main, main singer.
2: And that ain't no secret
1: either. Yeah. Not not a secret. So I mean let's… let's uh, Before we get into our main talking points… We're going to talk to you a little bit about what the show is about I guess. Yeah. Give you a little bit of like what happens in the first two episodes. So in episode one, we are pretty much introduced one by one to a group… This group of long-time friends. They all met in medical school. And um, they all in one way or another kind of work together or have stayed in touch uh, with each other. They have this opportunity to all work together in the same hospital. And pretty much Yunzhok, he's supposed to inherit the hospital, but he's like, I don't, I don't want that type of response. But he's a very noble guy, right? Very mm-hmm. humble, very noble guy. Mm-hmm. And I think one of his only conditions was like, I get to, you know, do like the VIP like hospital area and like I get to make my own team kind of thing. And so yeah. he says, These I'm gonna do it with these friends. He gets the okay. He goes to his friends and some say yes, others say no. And somebody says, I will do it under the condition that we can reignite and reform our band. If we get to do the band, I'm in. Mm -hmm. And one by one, everybody's reconvinced to join this team. And they revive the band. And at the end of the episode, pretty much they're uh, shown singing together for the first time in years. What it seems like. Right. right? So that's kind of like the first episode. The second episode… Uh, we are also introduced to the larger staff at the hospital. So a lot of residents, a lot of interns, a lot of different characters coming in and, go, and going. Um, and we get to see how each character interacts with patients. But also like mm-hmm. the personalities of every doctor a lot. Right. There's some character bigger.
2: development happening in episode two.
1: Right. Now off the bat, right off the bat of this show, we can all tell that pretty much this show is going to be about friendship. Um, but for me… I think for, both, for all of us here… We were all really very confused… Because there were so many characters… Because right. these are the five characters… But they pretty much dive into like all of their, their families… And like all these other characters that are consistently coming in and out… And there are tons of patients… So because a lot of them work in the ER and stuff… Right. So many different faces… So many names… So many conditions… So I think for me… Starting off… I was just very confused… By the show…
3: Yeah, Eric. Just to echo you, I mean, I wasn't really sure, you know, where the first two episodes were going. A lot of characters being introduced, a lot of patients with different mm-hmm. um, illnesses and, and and trials and tribulations. But it was hard for me to pinpoint where this was going. Right, I agree.
1: Um, Brian,
2: yeah. I mean, I uh, to be honest, I, I felt kind of lost. You know, mm-hmm. maybe it's because I don't understand like Korean fluently. But I try to pay attention. Maybe there are moments I looked away. And I missed something important. But the pieces just didn't really connect in my brain.
1: Yeah. Right. It was just a lot. And it's kind of one of those setups where like, okay, maybe stuff will come together in the next episode. Right. But the one thing that seemed very positive throughout was like, oh, this is just a great group of friends. They've been friends for years. They've known each other forever. They're almost 40 years old. So if you consider college, they've probably known each other for almost 20 years or so. So they… uh Have a great bond. They are a great support system for each other. And that's kind of where this show kind of jumps off. Right?
2: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right.
1: Um, And I think… You know that kind of brings us into our first discussion point today. Um, Long time. Lifelong. Friendships. Right? I think watching the show… There was one thing that to me was like standing out. It's like… Oh I miss my friends. I want to see my friends. Mm -hmm. Um, People who surround you… And the people that you stay in touch with throughout the years. Mm -hmm. I think some people are very, very fortunate to have a great group of friends from… I don't know. Wherever in life. Elementary, middle, high school, college. Um, Others… Maybe they've moved around too much so they don't have that kind of strong relationship with people. But um, I thought we might be able to talk about just friendships, right? It's hard to make friends as an adult. Yeah. You know? After college.
3: That is very true. And I think there's something to be said about the fact that everybody was meeting and getting close during med school Mm -hmm. you know they were all put through the ringer and tough times and Mm -hmm. really just head down um so i'm sure there was just a lot of instances where you know they had to pick each other up Mm -hmm. and and hope that one day it's going to get all better and it's going to be worth it so Mm -hmm. deep-rooted friendships i wish there are a few more flashbacks to really show that Mm -hmm. i think Mm -hmm. there was one scene where you know they're they're all kind of getting picked on and then they like kind of uh, you remember? They're, they like,
2: like hide in a shed or something. Yeah together. like there's like a
3: hazing process going on but then they all hide in the shed and there's right. like, four or five of them where they meet for the first time and they're kind of like outcasts. Mm. It, guys are there any uh, lifetime friendships worth mentioning besides the three of us? Just being bros? Would Talking you guys,
2: like names? No. Or I guess interesting question is like do you guys think your college friends or your high school friends or your middle school friends whatever do you think there's a a stronger bond between any of those cuz obviously those are all very different periods of your life uh-huh do you think you know yeah. are you closer with your childhood friends or high school friends
3: i think it's easier to listen i'm no expert here but i think it is easier to be closer to people um maybe through college or as a young adult right because you're you're you have a better idea of your identity and things that you like. I think like elementary, middle school, high school even… A lot of it is proximity. And if you found your lifelong friend there and your best friends there… Amazing. But um, really you don't have much choice. You, you, you go to the same school. You live in the same neighborhood. You live in the same apartment complex. Mm. Um, it's really a proximity play. Um, right. And I'll never forget what Omanapa said. said. I think it was… I was having some, some heartbreak… It was like in high school. And dad was like, yo, like, honestly, this stuff is like meaningless. You're like, when you go to college and you grow up, like, that's when it's going to like really matter. And mm-hmm. at the time, I was like, what? How can you say that? I'm in tears right now. But you know, he was so right. So
1: many feelings. He mm-hmm. was right. Yeah.
3: But how… It's hard to say that to a kid that blunt.
1: Right. Well I mean it's… Because it's, it's, it's all relative. Yeah. It's all relative. Like when you're a kid… Like that's all you know. Those, mm-hmm. are, those friends that you have are the only friends you have. And so it is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about you Brian… But for me it's… Um, I think… I have like oddly… Um, I have friends that have been from like middle school, high school… But they're like friends from church… Mm-hmm. That I've stayed in touch with all throughout. Even today we were texting… We have like a chat group and we just, you know, check in on each other regularly. Yeah. And I, uh, you know, we've stayed in touch ever since middle, high school, college and throughout. So um, I have those friends. I think friends from my high school, like school school, I don't… I haven't really been able to stay in touch with a lot of them. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it was. I think part of it is like middle school and high school are never easy. And like it's… You go through things where you're like, oh man, this sucks. You know Mm -hmm. whether you are a bully or you are bullied like there are parts of those growing up adolescent pubescent puberty years Whatever that everybody wants to forget. They're like very embarrassing very touchy Mm -hmm. moments And so I think for a lot of people Maybe not but for a lot of people like when you go through that That's type of stuff that you tend to want to leave behind when you go to college Mm -hmm. Unless you're like the coolest dude in high school and like you go to college and you mm-hmm. still think you're cool. But at that point, they probably think you're a loser because you think that way.
0: Yeah. Um, that is true. And
1: so once I got to college, I definitely uh, made some really, really great friends as well. Like I had great friends in high school. We just didn't end up staying in touch. Uh-huh. Um, and then once I got to college, uh, I found really great friends. And we stay in touch pretty regularly and mm-hmm. hang out and see each other. And it's… Um, all of these friendships hopefully are ones that just last forever. and. Some do. Some don't. But… Right. Yeah. I don't know. That's my… Per- but I feel like you probably have a different perspective because you're younger than us. Yeah. And you, yeah. you know, you're know you much closer to that high school, college and you grew mm-hmm. up with social media in different ways.
2: Yeah. I mean I've never felt like disconnected from the people that I grew up with. Like mm-hmm. even like on like my elementary school friends. We all follow each other on Instagram. Oh really? Itself. So It's one of those things where like… Maybe you're not liking every single one of their pictures. Mm-hmm. But you like… Know what's going on in everybody's life. Or oh. relatively speaking. Um, so I never felt like disconnected from really anybody. You know, I went to a lot of different schools. Like my elementary school is different from my middle school. And so is my high school. So um, and I would say that I'm probably closest with my college friends right now. Mm. Uh,
3: mm. Brian, your generation is definitely different. Because you guys have all been so interconnected since right. the beginning like, Facebook
2: of started like… Like fifth grade or
1: something. or When you're still in your huggies. Yeah exactly. Right. So yeah that's got to be completely different.
3: Right. Yeah. I mean I, I always think there was like something beautiful to be said. Like back then writing letters to each other and appear, like truly missing somebody. Because you just didn't have the technological access that we have now. Like imagine like having a crush on somebody in middle school and then seeing them like in your 20s. Mm, the,
1: mm-hmm. the
3: reality is you can keep in touch or at least keep tabs and see… You know what they're doing and how they're developing, right? Um, I bet it was a lot cooler back then to just run into someone in the street and be like, Yo, they're like,
2: Yeah, Brian, like
3: you got so hot, you used to be this, like, you haven't grown, yeah, (laughs) you're the same size, (laughs) Brian. Your skin is cleared up, whoa, you know, yeah,
2: no, for sure. But yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm constantly connected to everybody that I've ever, like, even
1: cross paths with. That's mm. so interesting. I mean think about it. Like if we were in this time of coronavirus and we didn't have social media could you imagine how much more lonely we would be potentially?
2: Yeah. yeah. Like I'm
1: sure… I mean I know people, I have friends who are completely isolated by themselves and they're still so sad and lonely right now. Mm-hmm. And they're just going through a horrible time because they're like I haven't seen a human and I haven't interacted with anybody. Yeah. Forever. But yeah. like at mm. least we have FaceTime and Facebook or Instagram…
2: Well like… oh, like, I know it's a little bit… You know… Like we are also uh, very lucky to actually be living together right now. Although we get on each other's nerves… Mm-hmm. We still see yeah, another yeah. human being. I guess That's it'd be true. different for you. Because you… I guess you'd be with Brittany. Right. I would be locked away in like a hundred square foot room. In my apartment. I think it's
3: like 75 square foot.
2: Your,
1: yeah. your apartment is tiny.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't imagine being in there for the past I hate five being
3: years. in your apartment because like we always keep
1: bumping shoulders. It's just too close. I literally… <laughs> I stepped into Brian's apartment and I stepped back out. I like didn't even turn around. I just like walked backwards. And I, to
3: I don't want to go too off track here, Eric. But you remember your first apartment in <gasps> Korea?
0: When oh gosh. Eric
3: was just starting to get popping but wasn't popping. Like by not popping, he didn't have money. So he was like… <laughs> You're in like a uh an apartment, I guess it would I would say studio where like the 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 oven is like touching your bed and then it was I so would, small I would you would invite me be like, Yo man come through like I miss yeah. you dude and I would come through and I'd be like, Where do I sleep? He's like, Oh, you can go to that corner and like just sleep standing up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> dude, but it's Facts. crazy that at that point I was just so excited that I had my own place True. more than anything. I had been living and I I love them, but I've been living with an aunt and uncle. And I was like, I need I'm like twenty you need your own time four or five and I need to mm-hmm. just own be space. by myself. Right. Yeah. And what I remember I would just cook stuff just to be able to cook stuff right. in my own house.
3: There's a real privilege and like agency of just being able to like walk around and
1: you know come and go and, as you please. Come and go as you please. It's very important. Yeah. Um but coming back to this. Idea of friendship now that we went to living, we're really bad at this. This is the
3: problem with bringing us all together. It's (laughs) just
1: we just ramble forever. Wait, where were we? We were talking about lifetime friendships. What is this drama?
2: But yeah, going like, (laughs) wait, no, I was saying I feel like I'm closest to my my college friends. I think,
3: yeah, bottom line, it's all situational.
2: It really is. And I feel like it's not even that, like, I don't want to, like, I don't want to reconnect with my high school friends. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter. I feel like uh, a lot of people I went to school with, we just went down such different paths, and that's
1: normal. That's life, right? And even as that's I life, mean, maybe. even as adults, I mean, there are people where we, I'll meet someone and we're like, oh, maybe we'll be friends, and they're like, actually, never mind, and we just, it just doesn't work out. Yeah, that's fine. That's just the way it is. Um, but I mean, I'm I'm thankful. Even in Korea, though, I feel like I've made a good group of friends, having lived there for so long now. That I feel like you know we'll we'll stay friends for life. So I do have an
2: interesting question before you you know jump to the next Hit thing. Hit me um, after college. Where do you feel like you've made uh, the most friends? Like what part of your life outside of college has allowed you to meet the most people? Because I think we're fortunate in that we meet a lot of people like all the time. Mm-hmm. It it's like I mean think about it. We're really meeting new people like every day. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, not now, but extracurriculars. Well,
3: yeah. You know what, like what, like recreational soccer Um. or like just doing things. And I mean, rarely. Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't go to a bar and like you're like, hey, dude, want to be friends? It's just some common hobby. Mm -hmm. I think in Eric's situation, Eric, correct me if I'm wrong. Being a celeb, being a singer songwriter, former GQ Man of the Year. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it must be difficult coming across somebody and like genuinely opening up your heart and saying, hey, let's be friends. Because then you're like, yo. Do you want me for like my 3 million followers or like do you actually think <laughs> my jokes are funny? <laughs>
1: and that's got to be
3: a tough little uh you know road road to uh- I I, th-
1: I think I uh I had a very hard time making friends in Korea just because I was very paranoid mm-hmm. and um you know luckily I don't know how it happened but I ended up making some good friends. Um but there are plenty of times where You know, people want to be friends and I just get really sketched out. And I just don't… I have a hard time really trusting people to a certain point. Because you can never tell what their true intentions are. And I hate the fact that I actually have to question people's intentions. Like I… Because I was never like that. I'm like, yo… Like if you want to be friends, let's be friends. That's cool. Like let's hang out. And I think even in college, like I was just everywhere. Just meeting people all the time. Hanging out with different people. Mm. All all different types of groups. Um, But… That like… I remember distinctly thinking… Oh man my personality has changed in Korea. Because I went from super extroverted… To incredibly introverted. And I think a big layer of that is also… Korea has like this respect thing built into the culture. Where it comes to age and you know… Seniority and you know… Right. That kind of thing. So I was always so mindful of how other people might perceive me… That I just stopped meeting people. I would not go out. Mm-hmm. Um, As so- in like you're like… It's hard to befriend someone like even like three, four years older than you. I just like wouldn't like people would like you want to hang out like uh no, right. <laughs> just just don't.
3: Yeah. To add to that, I think there is something very interesting and unique to Korean culture about the way you address people that are older than you, maybe in the same industry, whatever. Because there's all this like chatter of like this kid's younger than me. He didn't like bow to me correctly. Like he's a you know a pos or whatever. Mm-hmm, there's just like mm-hmm. all these like you know he didn't. He didn't bow to me low enough. Like this kid think he's he's better than me. He's younger than me. It's and it's like no communication is happening. I don't know if there's in any other culture that yeah. like yeah. people feel so disrespected by like stature in their job or like their reputation or age or, or you know
1: you know what I mean mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. I mean it's I, I just think it's kind <laughs> of it's it's a tough place to yeah. It's easy. It's equally easy because people like are super like friendly to hang out or whatever. But yeah. like for me, it's always like, "What are your intentions?" kind yeah. of thing. And it's 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 odd. Like, so yeah. I don't know.
3: And, th- and that's that's to rabbit back to hospital playlist. It is a show that is seemingly built on these lifetime. Strong friends. Right.
1: So I mean to go back to it. Like watching it. I was like oh this is nice. Like it just feels good. Mm -hmm. There were moments where I was like oh this feels cozy and warm and heartwarming. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, So um, yeah. I mean it's really cool to see all these friends come together. They're working together. They really support each other. And they're going through life experiences together. Um, And obviously this show centers around their job. Their occupation. And that is of doctors. And I think it's really timely for us to talk about doctors and medical stuff because obviously we're going through a a once-in-a-lifetime pandemic. Um, And as recent news and all this stuff has been breaking, um, the people on the front lines, people who are sacrificing their health and their wellness and their lives, um, a lot of them are medical professionals. And so one thing I think as I'm watching this show, I was like, man, like, yes, this is a romantic, idealized romanticized, pretty version of the medical field. Mm -hmm. But I just kept thinking like, oh man, yeah. There are moments where you appreciate the doctor in the drama and in real life because they're compassionate. They're empathetic. They're sympathetic. Uh And they have all these redeeming qualities. Um, What did you guys think watching? Did he have any of those thoughts or emotions? Yo, doctors are awesome. Like as simple
2: as that. Mm -hmm. I mean… The current situation we're in with, you know, COVID and everything… It really um, spotlights that. But uh, doctors are are legit heroes. Uh, yeah. And I think… Obviously, we see that on hospital playlist. Like lives are being saved. Mm-hmm. But um, just seeing photos and everything about, you know, New York… And all these different hospital doctors… I can't even imagine what that's like. And there's a lot of like young doctors that are like coming… Or graduating early from… From med school mm. and going straight into the field like… That's uh, super admirable.
3: Yeah. I think… Uh, I'm going to go… I'm going to be a little controversial here. Okay? I'm not oh saying gosh. it's all, it's for everybody Don't but… It's your lord. I, I <laughs> Save us
1: all.
3: <laughs> I think that… Oh okay? Um, a lot of Asian parents want their kids to become doctors because of the security of it. You mm-hmm. know… And, and Ronnie Chang mentions it in his uh, stand-up special where he's like, you know, <laughs> most Asian parents want their kids because of the security and the money that mm-hmm. it has rather than saving the person. Yeah. You know, obviously that's not true. It's a joke. Again, he's a comedian. Um, but you have to admit it is a very stable job. There is always going to be a demand for doctors no matter what the economy looks like or whatever pandemic. Mm-hmm. So… Uh, of course there are a lot of people that we like to think are doing it out of the goodness of their heart and want to help people and like you know but others that are just like yo I just I want to make money.
1: And, and can you fault them for that? It's still a job. It's it's a job, it's an occupation and um you know I think the the very optimistic side of me wants to say, oh no, everybody's doing it just because they want to save people and they want to do good work. Sure. Like in an ideal world, yes, absolutely. But as the drama shows, mm-hmm. there's also a character, a doctor who is just very smug, who's in it for the money, very full of himself, very mm-hmm. conceited. Yeah, Like those people probably do exist. And um, I, I remember having a conversation in college where I asked somebody… They were asking me for help with some stuff. And I was like, but like why do you want to be a doctor? And they couldn't respond. And I was like… That's weird. Like you're about to go for, to school and residency and whatever for like… I don't know… Six more years? Mm-hmm. And you can't say I want to do it for this reason? Like that's a big commitment. And that's yeah. like a huge… Huge like sacrifice that you're making. Um, so for me it's always like… You know what? No matter what you do… Be it a doctor, lawyer… Be it a… I don't. I don't care. Whatever you're doing, I think as long as you derive meaning and you derive value in the work that you're doing, it doesn't matter. That's yeah. what I think. Like if you find value and if you feel like you're adding value to other people's lives, that's it. Yeah, um, I
2: don't think there's anything wrong with being financially motivated. Yeah, yeah, me um, either. Because at the end, it's still yeah, helping somebody. Exactly. And I think like I think the best doctors all are selfless. Mm-hmm. In that, like I've met some. Pretty like, I've met some doctors who I'm like, this person should not be a doctor. <laughs> They're just Why? What happened? Like, yeah, Uh just rude and just like, what's the right word? Like impersonal? Is, is that is that a word? Yeah. Okay. yeah, impersonal. Yeah, Uh not as sensitive. No, yeah, super insensitive, and it's very much just like you feel like they don't even care, right? Um, those are the worst kind of doctors. Yeah, I hate those doctors. Yeah,
3: I have to say, I have to jump in here. I took a class called health communication, mm-hmm. and the uh. And we're addressing this exact problem. Mm-hmm. Um, that doctors in med school are taught how to communicate with patients, mm-hmm. and like, uh, uh, be clear and sometimes be ambiguous in situations to make them feel better. You know what I mean? Mm.
1: Um, but yeah,
3: I agree. Like,
1: but <laughs> look, I'll say this: <laughs> look, I, even in the drama, right? There is this one character who she's a female character, and she's mm. just very insensitive. She's just very like. She goes to the mom and she's like, your son's probably going to die. These are the facts and like, it's probably your fault. And she just, that's like the conversation. I was like, "Yeah, how can you say that? And then it's it's this doctor and the other doctor who seems very like smug and like conceited where like you start questioning like, what are the motivations and what are the factors of you being a doctor, you know? Mm -hmm. And maybe we're looking into it too deeply. But I think part of this show is like, Pulling it all back and say… What are these characters and what are these storylines motivated from? And they have to be motivated from real life and some truth somewhere. Uh Um, So I think it's it's interesting to have these types of conversations. Having said that… Obviously… Big shout out to all the doctors and medical people in the world. Because you guys Mm -hmm. are truly, truly saving us. And if I was smart enough… And I didn't have intense… Intense like… How do you say? If I had better attention span… And I was smarter… I would have loved to be a doctor. I just couldn't.
3: I mean… The, yeah. I remember… Dad said he wanted us to be doctors… Because they help people. And especially… In our community growing up… I thought the most badass thing was that people… They're that like… Hey I'm like… I'm, I'm good financially. I've accomplished a lot. But I just want to go to another country that needs my services. And just like
1: provide. Mm-hmm. I always thought like doctors without borders was the coolest thing. What is yeah. that? It's like doctors… I think it's like doctors and residents… that can go… They go to like places that need medical attention. They don't have mm-hmm. enough doctors and they go like serve them mm-hmm. with medical yeah. needs. And I think that's like the coolest thing. If I could do that, I would do that. But I can't.
2: Yeah. Didn't you want to be a doctor? I did at some point. Right. I think it was going into college I wanted to be a doctor. Yeah. And then what happened? I was just like… It's not for me. I mean I was… I feel like I, I was good at science. I just… I don't know. I was just not I think part of it was I didn't like the idea of just being on a set course Mm. like the idea of like you have to take these classes Mm -hmm. and then go to this school for X amount of years right? and then you become this kind of doctor then you slowly advance up to me that was just uh, it felt a little bit boring in a way because it was so scripted out Mm -hmm. and planned out and that was what holds me uh, e- Like even like… I mean that's kind of why like what we're doing right now is like way more exciting in my opinion. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's… I mean it's a blessing and a curse. But you really just don't know what's going to happen. Right. It's it's really what you make it of it. Right?
1: I um, mean that's… I mean similar to me as to why I decided to try to become a singer. Like and why I initially took a year off before I went to go work at the company. Which mm-hmm. I never actually went to go. But it was that same thing of like… I could see myself saying… Okay I'm going to be here for a few years. Go get an MBA. Right. Graduate. And like probably work like a mid-level or exec job some, somewhere. Right. But I didn't like… Like it was too planned out for me. And I didn't like that certainty. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I mean that's the same with me.
2: I mean going to finance as well. it was like… You know you're going to be an analyst. right? And then you're going to move up the ranks after two years. You're going to be making this much money. Um, which there's no problem with that. I think… Maybe it's because I was like… Growing up after you guys. Mm -hmm. I was (laughs) like… I want to do something a little bit different. Fair. Um,
3: Yeah. That's interesting. Did you guys know that I was a pre-med major for about three months? Shut up. I was. No way. I I, I declared. Where? My freshman year. Oh my god. Thank god that didn't happen. pre-med.
1: Brian, could you imagine… Eric
3: Nam wouldn't be… Eric Nam. Dive Studios wouldn't be where Oh my god. I would be right now… Brian. And he would be a good vet.
2: <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. Why are you not, laughing so hard? Vets maybe not legit. the vet that
1: does a surgery, but the vet that like plays with the dog, plays with the dog, yeah, or checks um, you in, or and like you-, and like, you mean a receptionist? <laughs> you're, talking <or> about, <laughs> you're talking about the
3: guy who like greets the dog, right? You know, goes gives him a goes bone. and like shows that I'm not I'm not dangerous, and like shows right. the back of my hand, pet it, gain their trust, put them on the scale, because you, you love know?
2: dogs. And just animals. Dude I love
3: animals. Like, how, how could you not love animals? Like it's just… They're just so pure. And Alright
1: so… Eric why don't you lead us into the third topic. Right. So I mean let's wrap up this, this doctor thing. So thank you to all of our medical professionals all around the world who are at the front lines saving lives, making selfless decisions and really just being selfless. Um, and you know we talk about motivations and whatever but at the end of the day it doesn't matter because I think I think you're all doing social good you're socially impacting people and um I'm always kind of the argument of like look people you know I think the other thing is that people are like doctors do it for the money doctors make money whatever I'm like they invested probably eight to ten years of their life into studying mm-hmm. and making the sacrifices and going through that entire process. And if they're gonna do that and they're willing to do that, so be it. I wish I could. I could not. I cannot do that.
2: Yeah. You know? I mean, it's not easy to be a doctor either. Like no. it's not like even if you wanted to be a doctor, not everybody can make it, you yeah. know. And the reason why I brought
3: that up about being financially motivated, Ronnie Chang stand-up was really funny. That stood out to me. But also in the spirit of K dramas. Doctors is like… Being a doctor in Korea and working at a prestigious hospital is like… It's like the golden ticket. I mean think sky Skycastle. Brag- yeah. Skycastle. Everyone's like bragging about it. So that's why I'm saying I'm that's not the nature of this show. But mm-hmm. I mean it is like a very coveted position in Korea. I mean not in just field. Korea. I
1: think everywhere globally like being… Coming a doctor. It's incredibly difficult. It's incredibly mm-hmm. competitive. Um, mm-hmm. And that's just the way it is. But I think yeah. this kind of brings us perfectly to… Um, The next topic which is kind of talking about what doctors have to deal with every day. Watching this drama, you see people who, you know, are going through so many different complications. Dealing with all sorts of patients. Almost dealing with like abuse from the patients who are just demanding and screaming and like Mm -hmm. wailing. And also think about like the reason… Like I have friends who work in emergency rooms and Mm -hmm. I'm like, yo, I could never… Like I A do not do well with blood or like traumatic things or tragic things. And if I had to watch somebody pass, or if I had to do surgery or something, I would probably just pass out. And this mm. this is also something about doctors that we don't know
3: about. Back to the health communication thing. You can't get too close to uh to you know, patients and stuff, you know. Like I did a whole project on like nurses. I think nurses do so much, you know. They're right next to the doctor like handling things from A to Z. And like also burdened with a lot of the uh, emotional labor, you know. Because like, I interviewed a patient, uh, I'm a nurse like years ago um, that worked in a, a, ca- a cancer uh, ward.
2: Mm-hmm. So like
3: they're just people passing away like every week. You know? Mm -hmm. And she'd like go home and just cry. And she's like… That's the only way I could like move on and do my job the next day. Mm -hmm. You know? So… Some of these people that do give us the cold shoulder… I think… You know… We're learning a lesson in this episode that… We don't know what they've gone through. And what their training has been like. Especially now in this crazy environment.
2: I can't imagine that. It's it's extraordinary. Seeing people just pass away every day. You know? That's like… Yeah. I don't… I don't know. I don't know how people do that.
3: Yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's a special breed of people that have been trained… But also have like… Much stronger will than… You know.
2: Because that just
1: like alters your entire outlook on like… Life. I mean… I yeah. mean… If you want to look at it in a positive way… I mean maybe… what A positive way that I would swing it is like… If you're a doctor… If you work in the medical field… You are that much more aware of how fragile… And valuable life is. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, you can, yes, argue like, oh, it desensitizes you. So, like, it impacts you less. But I would like to think that it shows you how frail we are as humans um, and how important it is for us to really appreciate the people that we have and the health that we have. If anything, like, I, over the past, you know, 10 years of living in Korea and seeing and meeting so many people. I've just learned that like one of the I say this all the time, one of the most important things is just having good health, you know? Right. And we go to doctors when we feel most vulnerable, mm-hmm. when we are hurting or when we are ill and we want to be consoled and we want to be helped and doctors are there for us, uh for us in that way. But I'm I'm sure they see all sorts of things, but hopefully it's it's more in like a positive light. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: And you know in the spirit of this show… I think what's been so hard for us to track… And like understand… You know what… You know certain points… Are, or the message that they're trying to get across… Is because like… Yes they're focusing on the friendship… And these doctors' lives… But there's so much going on… It's like… There's like a budding romance or something… And then like someone's like… Oh my god this… You know this person just got in a car accident… Right. And then like… They're going into a flashback… And it's like… Hey… You know… Remember, you gotta be treating this patient… Who's who's mm-hmm. about to pass away any moment… So… um. It felt a little bit scattered for me. I don't know how you guys felt. I, the you know? show? Yeah. Just like the first two episodes. I know there was a lot yeah. that they're trying to get across.
2: That's. I think that was what I struggled with. Was there so much information being thrown at us. Or that's how I felt. Mm-hmm. In terms of there's like five, six different characters. Uh, and none of them really have enough time to really develop. And you don't really get to understand each character full enough. And so… You just end up like having a, an idea of like, oh, this person's a character, but I still don't really know what exactly their kind of role is.
1: Yeah, do you know what I mean? No, I agree with you. I think that was the most difficult part for me watching this. I mean, mind you, the episodes are so long.
2: Right,
3: they're uh, like
1: twenty minutes. They're like eighty to ninety minutes long, and we we're I was just waiting for something to happen, but it felt like because there are so many characters, and maybe this was intentional, like. They were trying to show the complexity of the lives of doctors, right? All the things that they Mm -hmm. go through. They have to have some sort of social life. They have to have some sort of outlet for the stuff they go through. They Mm -hmm. have all different sorts of meetings, different patients, different family things, romantic things. Trying to show everything but I think doing that across five main characters and like other characters that they're involved with. yeah. In two episodes like… And while introducing other other new characters, I was just like, "What is going on?" Right. I was so confused. Right. Hospital is very complex, you know,
3: life and death, all these different illnesses and accidents going on, and then there's, uh, you know, they they're talking about making a band, and they're trying to talk about the mm-hmm. friendships, and then so the the tone was also a little bit confusing to me because right. there's this, there are these comedic moments to kind of break the tension, but then like. Literally a split second later, someone's like having a a life-saving surgery or something. Or like a
2: meltdown or crying.
3: Right. And you know, I've never seen Grey's Anatomy. But from what I've heard, it is very like… It's the love story that captures people Mm. in in the setting that happens to be Mm -hmm. uh, the hospital. Which I think this show is trying to do. That The setting is the hospital. But you know, friendship is… I don't know. I'm confusing myself.
2: Yeah no I I was uh I after each episode I was just like I'm not sure what just happened mm-hmm. yeah um and so yeah I was just kind of confused and and that's why I was saying at the beginning like I I was like I felt like I was I like missed something like I looked away and something happened and I missed it and then I was like what why did we just skip to this scene and like now we're on this character like mm-hmm. didn't feel like each character had enough time to develop right where I think the first episode is super
1: important. Right. To, I mean, yeah, is there anything that you liked particularly about the first two episodes? Brian? Um that's a no. Eddie Any, anything <laughs> that you liked particularly about the first two episodes. Let me let me think and get back I, to you. I
3: did like some of the themes of like health communication. I keep talking about that, but like these are all real things that I think people can relate to. Like if you if if your doctor comes in and he's like frowning after doing some tests. That mm-hmm. can be misinterpreted in a way. You're like, oh, oh my God, something is horribly wrong. But then they're like, hey, you've got, you know, there's a lot of these little topics that they touch on that I think everybody who's been in a hospital or visited a doctor or dentist in the past can relate to. Mm-hmm. However, having said that, I really, what did I enjoy? Uh, maybe the soundtrack? I'm not sure. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Um I look so that's the thing. I'm thinking back on it. I really don't know exactly what happened. <laughs> like I, I don't know, maybe I just wasn't <sighs> paying attention. Hard. No, and
3: we watched it.
2: We watched it together. And I just for some reason I just
3: We all went on airplane mode. We weren't texting. We were all fully present.
2: Right. I I think what really threw me off was like you were saying, was like the like there would be a scene that's comedic. And then suddenly it would turn to something that's like devastatingly serious. Mm-hmm. And then it would cut back to something serious. And then sometimes they would make like a devis- like a really sad scenario. They would like put a comedic twist on it. Mm-hmm. Like for example when uh, people are getting diagnosed with like cancer and all these different illnesses. Mm-hmm. But then like the the patients that are getting diagnosed… Sometimes they'll like make it seem like it's as if like it's kind of a comedic reaction. In mm-hmm. a way. Uh-huh. And I was just really confused. It's like is this a… Comedy or is this like a drama? I'm just like… Right. Was really confused. And I think that's what kind of bothered me about it. Mm-hmm. So… um, I, I mean… I want to like it. I love yeah. like… Like hospital kind of uh TV yeah. shows and such. I think like, that was… Like mm-hmm. House. Right. I love that
1: show.
3: Brian, I think you articulated that beautifully. Eric, do you have any comments?
1: I personally… um. I really wanted to like this show. Because I really like the actors in it. Like I know some of them personally. Mm -hmm. And I I love a lot of their other stuff. Like I really enjoy their stuff. And also I know that this show is doing very well in Korea. Even like the OST, the soundtrack song is like number one song streaming right now in Korea Mm, on the charts. So I mean I know that the impact is there. I know people love it. For me, I just… Okay. Disclaimer. To be very… Put it out there. This show, Commit or Quit, is based on making a decision based off the two first episodes, right? We mm-hmm. gave it almost, what? Three hours worth of watch time, yes. right? We invested three hours. Yeah. And within three hours… In the case of like Harry Potter, he's probably at Hogwarts flying on a broom having learned 50 spells… In the case of three mm-hmm. hours here, I really don't know what I walked away with, other than the fact like i had a few times of like, oh, that's sad, and oh, that feels good. And mm-hmm. like I guess there's music. But like nothing really, really latched onto me and forced me to say, I wanna I'm curious to see like how this plays out, how this romance plays out or how this political thing plays out. Nothing gras- grasped grasped onto me the way a pilot or a first few episodes should.
2: Yeah. And, and just go off that. Like I also read the reviews. Like there's a lot of very positive reviews. So
1: mm-hmm.
2: for me, I think it's one of those shows that maybe two episodes isn't enough. Like there's so many different storylines that yeah. maybe you need more episodes for it to really develop. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just one of those shows.
3: Right. You know? Yeah. It's a, it's a real… Uh, yeah. We're not, we're not really sure how to, how to name it. But I mean this happens pretty often. I remember mm. when Wonder Woman came out. So much hype. Ninety five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, people are like the I'm, movie. Yeah, the the movie uh, with uh, mm-hmm. Gal Gadot. I mean, I'm getting calls from teachers I haven't spoken to in over a decade. They're just like, "Hey, Ed, how, hope you're doing well. Watch Wonder Woman." You know, <laughs> like I'm like I have people just hitting me up in the DMs, uh. and they're just like, "Watch Wonder Woman." Whatever you need, watch, Wonder Woman. I'm like I'm so pumped. I'm like Brittany, we gotta go watch Wonder Woman. She's like, "I know. I heard. I heard it's amazing. I heard it's like better than." You know, the entire Marvel uh, universe combined. I'm like, oh oh my god, like, clear your schedule. It's time to go. She's like, oh, but I got a big meeting. I'm like, no, no, it's time to go. And oh we my God! everything. Get to uh-huh. it. <laughs> we got there. Watched it. Super underwhelming. And I thought something was wrong with me. I didn't blame the movie. I thought something was wrong with me. I
1: mean, Do you see what the problem is That's how I feel right yeah. now. That's how, how I'm I feel. Like, there's got to be something here yeah, that people enjoy. I don't, I don't know what we're missing. So the only thing… I, I mean… Maybe, genet- maybe it's a genetic thing. Maybe our family just… It doesn't…
2: I really think it's like… We have to give it a lot more time. And like I, let okay, it I
1: appreciate that. But for the sake of this show… This show is Commit or Quit. That's right. And it, we are very… We that's invested. True. We have so many things to watch. That's the purpose of this that's show. That's true. We did it for you guys. If you guys disagree, I'm sorry. And like… That's fine. Like everybody's opinions are respected, right. but mine is like I could not. I, you maybe you could pay me, but I probably would not on my own volition watch another episode right hey, now. Eric, God, so I guess look at my
3: hands, guys. Look at my hands. For those of you listening, can you confirm that these are super super sweaty? Yes, super sweaty. You know why? It's because I feel guilty. I know this show is called Commit or Quit, but because of how high the reviews are, I think I'm doing something wrong. I feel like I'm like. Committing a crime right now. Right. By saying like…
2: What? It, I don't it like me? it.
3: Is
1: it me? I don't know. Is it us? Is it us? I mean… I don't know. I liked Wonder Woman. So… so. I mean, <laughs> I, I didn't actually… I actually
2: didn't mind Wonder
1: Woman. Yeah. I liked Whoa. Wonder Woman. I don't know what… I don't know why you're I so see, upset about Wonder Woman. It was an example… I mean… Yeah. That was a long example… But, no, but I, mean, I like guarantee yeah, people I th-
2: listening… I thought Wonder Woman relate. was better than a lot of the other DC movies. Oh I mean, I'd, I'd course, say Wonder, Wonder Woman is the best
1: DC of movie course. out there.
2: Come on man.
1: So… Alright. Here we go. Moment of truth. Now that we've talked about the show… We have some you know, interesting discussions. We got to commit or quit. We're going to start with you Brian. What do you think… I'm
2: going to I'm an optimist. You know, I'm going to say I'm going to say commit. I think that there's so many different um, storylines and character plots that two episodes just isn't enough to really understand and enjoy this series. I think it's one of those shows that you just kind of kind of keep watching and it grows on you. Mm. Um, and that's kind of my take on it. I mean, I think there are positive reviews for a reason. I think it's just it just so happens that two episodes just hmm. isn't enough. So I'm going to give it a chance uh and say commit um
1: and yeah. All right, I'll go. Um I unfortunately have to quit. Mm. It's just not for me. Like mm-hmm. for me it's like too slow and you guys know that I can't deal with like too many things and too too much slowness. Um so I think, you know, great actors Great production, but for me and this drama, unfortunately, I'm gonna have to pass. I have a lot of other things that I need to watch, so quit. Eddie,
3: how about you? Yeah, it's gonna be an it's gonna be a no for me, dog. I'm gonna have to quit. Um, you know, in addition to it not really being my cup of tea, uh, I just couldn't get into it. I think from the past shows and movies we've watched, it's just it's really raised the bar here uh, of of you know how valuable our time is and 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 a three hour commitment it it's quite a bit. I want to be like excited to click next, and I just didn't have that. Um, maybe it's not my cup of tea, but again, this is the nature of the show. Please don't get mad at me. That's why I'm wearing these goggles so people can't identify. Block me. out the haters. Yeah, block out them haters.
2: So yeah, I mean, that's just it's not for me. So we got one commit and Two Quits. Yeah. What? I mean yeah. Maybe we were uh, just spoiled by… Or you guys were spoiled. We're all spoiled by… Just like the other shows that we've been watching.
1: I mean we watched some really good shows. Yeah. I mean I, again… I, like we have to be able to say like whether we like something or not. And right. feel okay and safe about that. Right. Yeah. You know? Like it's fine. You, I, you may not like classical music. It's fine say I don't like classical music. Right, that's it. I shouldn't have to feel so guilty for saying quit right it's, so
2: it, I feel like we've we were spoiled by like Ito and class and and sky castle
1: I but mean maybe maybe we just chose really good dramas, yeah, you know, but i'm I'm glad we had to do this, and we got to do this because we literally spent hours watching this content mm-hmm. uh watching this show so that we could educate ourselves, have some discussion, and give you guys a lowdown. That's what we promised to do, and uh that's that's how it came out that's how. The tea leaves were giving us some signs. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Exactly. We're trying to
3: add value here.
1: But um, mm-hmm. anyways… That's pretty much the end of today's show for Commit or Quit… On Hospital Playlist episodes 1 and 2. Uh, Brian… And guys, let us know what you think if you agree with our decisions or not. Um, to Commit or
2: Quit Hospital Playlist. You can tag us on Twitter at The Dive Studios. And also uh, join us on Discord. We have over… Eighteen thousand five hundred members. Whoa. We wow. have like three channels dedicated to Commit or Quit, where you can, you know, talk to us and we can have an open kind of discussion, um, about whether or not you guys agree. And yeah, meet yeah. us on Discord,
3: definitely. And just make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, backslash Dive Studios, and also, uh, join our TikTok and follow us on Instagram at the Dive Studios. Um, and last but not least, please make sure to um, check it out patreon um, backslash dive studios um, you know it is very helpful to us um, and there are some perks associated you'll get 24 hour access um, early access to the podcast and then also like some behind the scene footage and just a lot of other like little baby perks so that, that feel good um, yeah, but yeah
2: we're doing what we can we're doing what we can
1: yeah, yeah. Um so that's it. That's how we wrap up today's episode of Commit or Quit. Thank you so much for joining us on this amazing life-changing thought-provoking and show. Guys,
2: if you haven't yet, please, please, please subscribe to the podcast. Oh yes, please, you please gotta do. tap the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify and on Google Podcasts. Wherever you get your podcast. Wherever. Um, it helps us a lot. It helps us get discovered by people who don't know Dive Studios, that don't know this show yet. Um, and yeah, we'd really appreciate it. And on Apple Podcasts specifically, you can actually rate and review this podcast. So let us know in the review section what else we should watch and review. Yeah, the TV shows, movies… And-, and,
3: and at the end of the day, we've just got an incredible slate of episodes coming out with some special guests and some awesome people and some Yay! more dramas, TV series, movies to discuss here. Like you guys don't yeah. want to miss out. Like that subscribe button… You're subscribing so it pings your inbox and you're ready. For free.
1: For free. Yeah. But, anyways, thanks for tuning in. All right, guys. Have a great day. Have a great week. Wherever you are, stay stay healthy, stay safe. And we'll see you on the next episode of Commit or Quit. Quit. Bye Bye. Bye. Bye.